0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them.
1: Hello, and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio Broadcasting Live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tampa, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. I love it when we have someone come back and spend time with us. And we have that case today. We'll introduce everyone in just a moment. And I also love when we have folks who are in collaborative relationships doing good work in the world on behalf of our community. So today's conversation is going to be around that and an opportunity to get involved with this organization. So let me first introduce Rachel, who's the Managing Director for Fair. Height advisors. Rachel, I think we have you to thank for this rabble rousing crew today. Absolutely. Yes, it's a pleasure to be here with these two. I'm so glad you're here. And then Danny, you were on with us. I think we decided it was during the pandemic, and you had shared with me in kind of the green room, if we can call that the lobby. It's not as fancy as a green room (laughs) that you were on with us during the pandemic and came on remotely. And Danny Brown is the CEO of Is it
0: Myriad.
1: Myriad at My Home Group. Welcome back-ish.
0: Thanks for having me back. <laughs>
1: I'm so glad. And we, I think we were highlighting and spotlighting your community involvement with a different organization a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, we were partnering with an organization called UMOM. Yes. And they're still in, in business and they're yeah. fighting to end homelessness here in Phoenix. Yes,
1: okay. um, important work as well. And then the two of you were thoughtful enough to bring with you Tacy Clayton Cundy. She's the co founder and CEO for CASA Academy. Is it CASA? CASA? CASA. CASA, Casa Academy. Academy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Academy. I'm happy to meet you and looking forward to hearing your story.
2: Yeah, so nice to meet you. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. So let's get started. Let's have each of you formally introduce yourselves. We have again up to an hour for the conversation. So just tell us about your organization, the business that you represent, your role in that community, and then what's the connection here? Why are the three of you sitting here together? Rachel, could you start for us?
3: Absolutely. I'll get started. So I am the managing director of our executive and leadership coaching practice at Fahrenheit Advisors. We are a mid-market focused consulting firm. And I have been with this company for almost five years. It's a very exciting group of people that I work with. We do offer full service consulting to our clients across the country. Our executive coaching practice actually was founded here in Phoenix, Arizona. And we have 10 coaches now and we're building the practice off of our coaching plans with the executive and leadership coaching and we also offer other types of coaching as well did you want me to tell you how
1: I got to know these two? Or I should we go do. ahead and get, give no, them an I opportunity would love, I to would talk love that. a little bit? Yes, please. And then we'll, of course, have each of them share as well.
3: Yeah, for sure. So I met Danny first. Uh, Danny and I met at a local networking group that we belong to called Trust Tegrity, probably six years ago, maybe. Maybe, I don't know, five or six years ago. And he hired me to come in and do some coaching with his team and with, with him as well. And he introduced me to Tacy because he was involved with CASA and supporting CASA. And I truly fell in love with her mission, started working with Tacy in a leadership coaching capacity, and then also worked with her leadership team as well.
1: Mm-hmm. There's the connection. Yeah. Great way to set the stage. Tacy, would you introduce yourself and who this incredible educational institutes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I am Tacey clayton Cundy, co-founder and CEO of CASA Academy. We are a kindergarten through sixth grade charter school, free public charter school here in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and we focus on serving a very low-income population. So 100% of our scholars are actually on free or reduced-price lunch, which is the national indicator of poverty. And our mission is to empower our scholars with rigorous academics and also the character skills that they're going to need to get to and through college. We want all of our scholars to graduate from college. And I'm saying scholars, so let me clarify I that was really quickly. I just
1: looking forward to asking about that.
2: Yes. So we call our students who are kindergartners through sixth graders scholars because we want them to identify themselves as a college scholar Brilliant. from a really young age. So it's through that program of rigorous academics, character development, that we are working to shape the future leaders of our community. Mm
1: -hmm. And how did you fall into this role? Is your background education?
2: My background is education. I, um, I was an education major at Bucknell University for undergrad. I moved to Phoenix, actually, with Teach for America. So I taught here for two years as a Teach for America core member, taught for a few additional years beyond that, and then through the Arizona Charter Schools Association, got my start to found CASA Academy, um, or co-founded, I should say, um, with my amazing co-founder, who has since left the organization. Um, But I never intended to, to found a school, but at that time, the need was just so great. There were a lot of schools here um, but not enough schools that were serving the population that we serve really well yeah. um, and so that's that was really the need that we saw in this community um, as a teacher you know seeing my students come in so far below grade level and knowing like this just isn't right there's no reason why this gap needs to exist let's mm-hmm. get them caught up and and accelerate them forward
1: yeah, yeah. I'm a former teacher and a former assistant principal for Kyrene School District. Oh, very cool. Yes, a nice. third grade teacher back in the day, and I've been a board member for Treasures for Teachers for, I think I'm going on eight years. Oh, nice. So I, I really have this incredible love and affinity for our educators and our scholars. I love, I love how <laughs> you're, you're getting that mindset ready to go from the very beginning. Yeah. Great. Danny. how about you? How do you fit into this crazy crew?
0: Yeah. uh, So I run a local residential real estate company uh, here in Phoenix, specializing in helping buyers and sellers with all their residential real estate needs. And I got involved with Casa Academy back in 2014-ish. I wasn't on the original board, but like the original board was still there. So I like to consider myself part of the original board. You're and pretty was, much a founding yeah. board member. Let's be honest. <laughs> and I was introduced to them through a client and friend, and she asked me if I wanted to be involved in this board for a school. And I was like, well, I don't know anything about education or kids. Probably not because I don't know what I would bring. And she's like, well, that's perfect because the board doesn't need to know about kids or how to run a school They need contacts and connections and help raising money. And I was like, oh, I know a lot of people. I grew up in (laughs) Phoenix. I could do that. (laughs) So I got involved. And now, what is it, 10 years almost later, I'm now the chairman of the board for Casa Academy. And so it's been a super fun journey to be a part of the school and be involved and watch – the organization really make a difference here in Phoenix.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so needed. Yeah. So let's right away talk about uh, the event coming up and then we'll fill in some of the gaps. But I really want our listeners to know um, what's coming up, how they get involved and, and the benefits of, of really being aligned with what you're doing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we have our annual event coming up Friday, February 23rd from 7 to 10 p.m. It will be held at Casa Academy. And this year it is titled Against All Odds. We really wanna showcase some of the challenges that our scholars go through and the resilience, Mm -hmm. the incredible resilience that they have despite some of those challenges. And this year, it's really important for us specifically because we have started a sports program now, which is very exciting, something that Danny knows we've been waiting for for a long time. So we have fifth and sixth graders now, and so we started a program with them. We have flag football, basketball, volleyball. Um, And what we really want to be able to do right now, they are out in the back parking lot, Mm -hmm. um, which is, you know— the best parking lot. Um, but they're running their drills out there with a portable basketball hoop. And so what we really want to be able to provide with this event is raise the funds that we need to build them a basketball and volleyball court so that next year they have a real court to practice on.
1: Mm. Yeah. Can we speak as educators um, and really you know, parents, community members, for our viewers and listeners who maybe aren't familiar with K6 education? why is physical education so important? Mm, <laughs> and, yeah, and then again, absolutely. what does that do for them, you know, long-term?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I will say, like, from a cultural standpoint with our school, like, we we talk a lot about character development, our core values. We're talking about how do I persevere through a challenge? How do I show responsibility? Um, and so I think with sports, the sports program edition, like, it has just really transformed our culture in a very positive way because our scholars are getting chances to, like, mm-hmm. go out on, you know, go out, in the parking lot right now, eventually I'll say, go out on the court or the fields, but um, go out on the court and work as a team. To, it really helps them like learn, how do I work together? How do I overcome challenges? How do I push myself just a little bit harder? You know, an activity is difficult for me, right? I'm running a drill and I'm tired, Like, but how do I keep pushing myself to get through that? So physical education, so, so important. We are also very blessed. We did a lot of fundraising in the past years. Um, with a lot, lot, and thanks to these both Rachel and Danny's help. Um, but to build two beautiful playgrounds, we actually started off um, not having a single playground. We had a dirt lot with a tree, and that was where our scholars ran around outside at recess. So we, you know, have been able to provide those playgrounds through amazing donors, giving back to our community, and that's really what we're hoping to to accomplish with this event this year.
3: And you know, secondarily the, the physical activity piece is so critical too, right? Just allowing kids the opportunity to get that energy out throughout the day and
0: well and probably play with allows their friends, them to be better right? students or scholars because I mean sitting in a classroom all day is not the most exciting thing. So you gotta get out and get rid of that nervous energy uh, and run around like kids yeah. need to so that they can come back in the class and pay attention.
1: For mm-hmm. sure. Absolutely. Love it. Rachel, speak a little bit to your program and how you see some of the influence and the work that you've had in being with your, your partners here for so long. What are some of the things that you're most proud of and most excited to see?
3: As a coach and as an executive, is that the question? Yeah, coach, executive,
1: a a, a cheerleader for what they're doing. Really, even just whatever comes to mind. Because I I really believe that when we're leaders, we just show up authentically in all of those things. Absolutely. So maybe you can't pull it apart if you can't speak to that. But really, you you know these folks so well, Mm -hmm. and you're watching um, with great awe, and not only influencing but also participating in it. What What makes you excited about what they're doing?
3: When I first met Tacey and her uh, co-founder, who is, uh, has left the organization, I was so inspired, first of all, by these two women and their background and their experience and, and what it is that they, they were doing with CASA that I wanted to be a part of it in any way that I could. And so it was such a blessing to be able to, to provide coaching to them which gave them an opportunity to really explore and grow as leaders, but it also filled my heart too. I'm I'm very passionate about education and children and supporting children through education, and so I feel like it's been this. I feel like it's been a relationship that hopefully has been beneficial to you guys. Absolutely, um, reciprocal
1: is yeah, what I. Reciprocal. I, yeah. I couldn't yes. think of the word. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah thank
3: you. Reciprocal mutually beneficial because I have gotten so many blessings from being a part of CASA from a perspective of coaching. And then being able to volunteer at the events over the past five years or however long it's been, uh, sponsor, bring people to that beautiful event. It's just been a really fulfilling opportunity for me. And I involve my family. I involve my husband and my son. They're very big supporters of CASA as well. So it's definitely been mutually beneficial and then this guy love myriad and his team and i feel like we've been together well we have since almost the beginning of of your organization and working with your team when you guys i think were three people when mm. we first started to work together and so being able to provide them team coaching and you know, be that advisor or consultant to Danny has has really uh, filled my bucket as well.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, now it's yeah. your guys's turn, <laughs> right? I, I would expect and, and hope for your your true thoughts around what is it like then to have Rachel in your life.
0: Yeah, so I'll go first if that's all right. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <I start> <laughs> I had never ran a small business before, and my real estate team is set up very different than most real estate teams in the Valley and across the United States, where I run a salary-only model, so everybody on my team is my employee. They're all licensed, but they're W-2, they have 401ks, and they're like my licensed assistants. And what I found through that setup is it really allows us to be fiduciaries to our clients and put the clients' needs ahead of Mm. our own because I've covered the financial side of it uh, for my guys. And in the early days when we were getting started, I had never led anyone before. I was in real estate by myself and it was just about what was I doing for me. And we had no company culture. I did not know how to really guide people, help them grow, help them reach their goals. And that's where Rachel was instrumental in helping us create our core values. Um, she really created our, our company culture, our vi- helped me describe my vision to the team and give guidance to them on where we're at today and what we're building and where we're headed. Um, so I don't think that we would be where we're at today if it wasn't for her guidance in those early days. <laughs> I
1: really and I believe in coaching. It.
0: I've got a nutritionist, I've got a coach at the gym, yes. and I'm all about not reinventing the wheel. I'm just running a small business. It just happens to be in real estate, which is unique in its own right. But she was able to give me guidance by pulling lessons from other small businesses on how I could apply those to my own. Um, and so it was, again, I don't think that we'd be where we're at today or have the culture that we have and the fun that we have helping clients if it wasn't for the guidance that Rachel showed and, and continues to show.
1: Yeah. Rachel mentioned Thanks. that you had started. Yeah, isn't that Fantastic that you had started with a very small team. Can you speak to um, how big your team is and then talk a little bit about the type of real estate and the type of clients that you represent?
0: Yeah. I mean, we're still a small team. We're a team of five, but I've, I've parsed out the real estate transaction to specialties within in the role. So I have Smart. somebody who helps me on the listing side, right? So I'm not stocking flyers. And I'm not calling agents for feedback, but I'm I'm doing all the higher level negotiations for contracts. Same on the buy side. Mm-hmm. Buyers take a lot of times and you're out in the field showing them homes. So I have two people on the buy side that help me with that, touring our clients around. But again, I'm jumping in and doing all the higher level negotiations. Mm-hmm. And then I am not a type A personality. These guys know I am <laughs> highly unorganized, yeah. constantly late, like just That's not my forte. So I've got the most important person on my team is Morgan, my COO. She is that type A personality. She is Mm -hmm. the yin to my yang and really keeps me balanced and allows me to create that vision. And then she's kind of the, the implementer. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just recently hired an assistant, which I'm trying to encourage Tacey to do. (laughs) We just talked about that. (laughs) And it's
1: so smart that you, one, that you are authentic enough. And I felt that the last time we connected just to be really truthful. Here's who I am. Like, I don't get it right all the time. And these are some of the things that I, you know, that I'm challenged by. And education is key. And it's been an important part of your life. And have you brought that into your practice and the way in which you run?
0: Yes, absolutely. Mm. I I don't view I'm not a salesman. You know, when I when I meet with a client, sure I'm selling them on our team and yeah. our structure, but that's where it ends. We, we are educators, we're facilitators, we're guides, we're therapists oftentimes for our clients. <laughs> that's so true. And I really view myself and my team as financial advisors as it pertains to real estate. And again, by having that salary only model, it if it's in the client's best interest to walk away from a deal to cancel. That's the advice that we give them because we're not motivated by how much money somebody's going to get paid on any particular deal. Mm -hmm. For us, it's all about providing a super high level of service to our clients so that they... I mean, for most people, it's the largest financial transaction they're ever going to do in their life. And Mm -hmm. so we want to make sure that they clearly understand the ramifications of that and what they're getting into.
3: Mm -hmm. I think what's interesting about Danny's model... I've been involved in coaching and development and other real estate organizations is that he's very focused on personal and professional development and that sets the stage and the foundation for his team. And to his point, you know, then that flows into what can we do for our clients to educate them and make sure that they're taken care of. So it's a really it's a cool model, mm-hmm. works well for them, and it really does lend to that, that team aspect in a, in a bigger way.
0: And what's really cool is it's led to a lot of referrals. And when I first got started, I'd get a referral and I'd send a thank you card with like a Starbucks card in it, right? And people were fine with that, but it never really went over very well. So I decided that I would work in charity into our referral program. And so now when we receive a referral, we donate 5% mm-hmm. of the income we make to CASA. And Tacey doesn't know this, but this last year we had a fantastic year. So we'll be donating uh, $20,000 to CASA oh for this annual event, which is, wow. that's a lot for there us. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. You heard
2: it oh my first gosh.
1: here on Phoenix Business That rate. is amazing. That is
2: absolutely amazing. I mean, that's going to get us like... I would say half of the way there to our sports court. Right? But that's really exciting. Oh, it's my awesome.
1: Gosh. Thank you so much. Such great news. Wow. I don't even know where to go from there. <laughs> what a beautiful surprise. My and thank God. you for sharing it here. That's huge. Tacy, so take us inside your head. What's happening for you as you have that beautiful announcement?
2: Oh my goodness. I mean, super generous. Thank you so much, Danny. I mean, Danny's always been a huge supporter of CASA and our work. Um, And, you know, he, as our board chair now, um, we've kind of shifted recently and more towards that like fundraising um, kind of aspect. And obviously Danny is super well-connected. He knows lots of people, which is amazing. But I mean- just the fact that your Marriott's going to be donating that that money to our scholars, mm-hmm. I mean, that just makes a world of difference to our wow.
1: scholars
0: and our families.
1: Mm, I'm so, so excited. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> me We're too. excited to do
0: it. And uh, we, I mean, we had a good year last year, and it's thanks to our clients and a network of people referring referring us business. And so, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: At the beginning so, of our program, I mentioned that you had been on with us previously, and you obviously gave a shout out to you mom and the great work that they're doing. Not every business owner, let alone realtor, has this big heart for community and give back. Can you tell us maybe who influenced that and and, or or even if it wasn't a who, what? Because truly, this is the second time you've been on with us. And while it's a great opportunity to talk about your business, right, and, and have an opportunity maybe for someone to have real estate needs want to reach out, you've really come each time to be here for others. So where does that other-mindedness uh, and servant leadership come That's from? Danny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that we're in a when we're in a place of privilege, that it's our responsibility to help those in need, whatever it may be. And as it mm-hmm. pertains to CASA, I think that if we truly want to make a difference in Phoenix and anywhere, I think that it starts with education. If you want to make a dent in homelessness, if you want to make a dent in drug use and... You know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, it starts with education and showing people that there's a path to a better life if they want to do it. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, and I, and not to get political, I don't think it matters what side of the aisle you're on. But if you're in this country legally, if you were born in this country, everyone should have access to a high-quality education regardless of your socioeconomic background. Absolutely. And unfortunately, that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. And our public schools are so overwhelmed that a lot of these kids just get pushed forward, and by the time some of these programs kick in, it's in high school, and it's too late. It's too late. And so yeah. I- I've had discussions with people that are anti-charter schools because they think it takes away from the public school system, but I I would argue that CASA is filling a much-needed niche with what they're doing and taking pressure off of some of the public schools. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Danny and Rachel, and we've we've spoken about this quite a bit, but that character part of our program that is i would say i would argue it's more important than the academics like you can teach somebody to read write speak like all of these things right these are skills that they can learn but if they don't have the grit if they can't persevere through a challenge mm-hmm. like they're not going to be set up for success and like our goal is getting our scholars to graduate from college they are going to face obstacles they're financial hardships right like how do they get scholarship money like all of these obstacles are going to be coming their way and so we really want to set them up with that foundation of believing in themselves. We have a time every morning called Morning Motivation. Um, kicks off our day. It's 15 to 20 minutes which, with each grade level band. And we use that time to talk about things that really matter in life, right? So like this morning, we were talking, we reviewed a story and we were talking about like how did this child show responsibility or not mm. in this case, right? And like, why was that problematic? And so we use something, a technique called habits of discussion. So we teach our scholars to respectfully agree or disagree with one another, right? Like we can have this like productive, respectful conversation. It's okay if we have different beliefs on things, but we need to still be able to talk about them. And so we're able to like have these very intense, meaningful conversations about what does it really mean to show responsibility? Like, did this child in the story who went in and painted somebody? house without asking, were they showing responsibility? No, not really. And so, like, how how can I use that lesson and apply it in my life? Like, why do I need to choose to do the right thing, even when I have peer pressure and somebody's trying Mm -hmm. to pressure me to do something else? So it's those types of skills and mindsets that we're building in our scholars. And that's just not, you know, from my experience in public school, you know, it's not something that I see everywhere, right? It makes us very unique. It sets us apart. We believe in our scholars. We believe that they deserve to have that foundation and knowing how to make those decisions for themselves. Mm -hmm. You said something
0: to me a couple weeks ago or last week, it's all a blur, but uh, (laughs) that you're teaching them how to be good people, to be good Mm, citizens. Um, Citizens. It's more than just reading and math, and I believe that. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
1: And you mentioned uh, that, if I heard you correctly, that this year you have fifth and sixth grade.
2: We do. Yes. And, and
1: previously, these you, you've started lower grades, and now you're growing into the higher grades now.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So very exciting. We're in our expansion and growth phase right now. We started out kindergarten through second grade. That's, That's I guess, towards met. the end of that. That's back when yeah. Rachel, you know, is working very closely with Rachel as a coach. Right. And we have since done a slow growth model. We added third grade then you know, one grade level per year. So we now have our sixth graders who are with us in kindergarten. And it's just, oh. like, amazing to see, like, who they are as people now again, to put in that plug for the sports program, to be able to offer them that sports program, um, and just to see how far they've come. And then next year, we'll add seventh grade and then eighth grade, ultimately. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, goodness. Very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So we gave Danny an opportunity to uh, share a little bit more about uh, the, the way in which Rachel has influenced his practice. You spoke to a little bit, but can you highlight how Rachel's work with CASA has helped you guys grow?
2: Absolutely. I guess I would To sum it up, and I I Mm -hmm. want to share a little story with this too, but to sum it up, like Rachel has really been there, like through the hardest challenges and hurdles that CASA has had to overcome and that I have had to overcome with CASA. So the story I'd like to share is back in, what, 2018? I want to, it was, oh no, no, it was about Right before the pandemic started. Okay. Um, and we were about a month out from our annual event, which is super important for our school, as you know, we've talked about here. Mm-hmm. And we were in the process of expanding. So we were kindergarten through second at the time. We were going to be adding third grade. But the big hiccup for us was we need a facility that's going to meet our needs. And mm-hmm. so we were renting space from a church. I had just found out that they were moving in a different direction. They were going to sell their land off to a developer. We had been touring property after property around Phoenix, everything that we could think of, anything right. that was available. Um, and it's like the end of January, probably like around, what is it, the 30th, 31st? Yeah, yeah right, right around this time. And we had just walked away from a deal that I was like, oh, this is going to be really great. This building is perfect. It's in the right community. You know, we're going to be able to develop it. And we had to walk away because of, mm. you know, some unfortunate circumstances. So we're a month out from this event, and I'm freaking out because I'm like, I don't know what to tell my staff. Are they going to have jobs next year? I don't know what to tell Ooh. our scholars and our families. Like, yeah. they're they're all asking, "Hey, where's Casa going to be next year? Is my child going to have a school? We want them to stay here." Uh, you know, my teachers are like, "Where? How far is this going to be from my house? I want to stay here, but can I?" And so I didn't have any of these answers, and I was literally freaking out. I called Rachel. I will always remember this moment. She's like, "Tacey, okay." So you've got all of these things going on. You can't predict the future. But your job right now as CEO is to be a visionary. Your job is to set that intention to be to tell everyone we are going here. We're going to get here. It doesn't matter what it takes. We're going to get there. I don't have the answers now, but we are going to do wow. this. And I was like, but Rachel, we don't have a building. <laughs> like, like We might not exist. And she's like, no, be a visionary. She's like, believe in yourself think about all of the things you have done to get you to this point you're not going to you're not going to fail anybody now and so i mean a week yeah. or two later we signed for this building and i was like you know able to confidently at so our event happens. say hey like this is where we're going to be it was a moment of utter panic for me. And yeah. Rachel was there to just coach me through it and give me, just tell me exactly. like. And I would say it was hard coaching feedback for me at that time because I was like, a visionary. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. But she was like, it no, was you have to. the tough love approach, I yeah. think, at that yeah. point.
0: But she still does it in the soothing voice that makes you feel like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's going to be okay. I'm going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Rachel, how, how <laughs> important.
3: So with, with these two it. clients here. They're to make me cry, actually. <laughs>
0: Thank you. <laughs>
1: How lot. important is that mindset for the folks you work with? Uh, and is it mindset? Um, are people naturally visionary? Speak a little bit to how you're touched mm. by what Tacy and Danny are saying about your yeah, leadership and the you way which you coach.
3: Thank you both. It just reinforces that I'm doing the right thing, right? Mm. in in my career choice and my career focus, um, this is what I love to do. And I love to support people in their their aspirations, particularly as leaders. Being a visionary as a leader is really critical, and being able to step into that power is important. And it's it's not always something that you're born with. It's some it's a skill that you
1: can learn, right? Especially I when mean, we're freaking yeah. out, like you Absolutely. described, Casey. Yeah.
3: And and that's where sometimes you know there's a lot of different types. There's a lot of different types of modalities that that you use in a coaching session with somebody, right, over a course of time, and. Sometimes it's the, the deep questions to get them thinking about, you know, how they think about things or how they feel about things. And sometimes it is the what I said to Tacey, this is what you are. You can do this. You have this within you. And letting them know that you believe in them and you've seen that they have that within them. And that's, that's so important. And so that coach and leader relationship, if it's done right, it's a really deep, trusting relationship. And it goes both ways. It's reciprocal. That word I couldn't think of earlier. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, and and it's it's such a, a critical relationship. And that's when, when it's so great when, when a leader comes to us and says, I know I need coaching. Mm. Because we all know that there are hurdles people have to overcome before they can say, I'd like to I'd like to engage with a coach. Some people feel like they don't need a coach. I think it's arrogant
0: to think that you don't need a coach. (laughs) I mean, some of the best people in the – not some, all of the best people in the world who are at the top of their game, whatever it is – have coaches. Mm-hmm.
1: And to your point earlier, absolutely, many of us have coaches in a lot of different aspects and areas of our yes. life because one coach, maybe for business, may or may not be the right coach for me nutritionally or physically or soulfully and spiritually, whatever. So I really love that you shared that earlier.
3: Absolutely. And so being able to overcome that and, and come to a place, and you know, not everyone's like Danny or Tacy where they, they have this growth mindset and they They want to grow and develop and and do bigger and better things. Some people are afraid. Mm
0: -hmm. And so a lot
3: of times I'll have five or six conversations with someone to get them to understand that this is all about you. This is about your goals. This is about what you want. I have a funny story of a, a person I talked to last year who came to us and wanted coaching. And we have kind of a unique model of how we assign a coach to, to an individual. And this individual said to me, well, I don't know what a coach can tell me that I don't already know.
1: (laughs) And I thought, well, you rolled up your sleeves.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And I said, well, I said, that's, that's your decision. If you want to delve into that and see if that, you know, is actually true. Um, The reality is the coach doesn't need to know what you know, the coach needs to know how to get you to explore and learn and grow. And that rhymed. Oh, my gosh. That was <laughs> and
1: we have it recorded. And it's recorded. <laughs> so great. How did you land in this role as a coach and a guide? And, and again, what was, like I asked Danny, what was the motivation and inspiration to say, this is really where you need to be in working with business owners and leaders? Yeah. And then again, to open up your own advisory practice.
3: Absolutely. So, So I'll go back to my childhood, and I'll make this short. I don't want to take up an hour talking about my life story, but it is relevant. So I grew up the oldest of three. I truly was born with some natural leadership tendencies. My brother and sister called it bossiness. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I called it—I was practicing my leadership skills for when I was older. And I was always wanting to be helpful I grew up thinking I was going to be an elementary school teacher, really wanted to be a part of of education. And my first year of college, I was in an early childhood program. Something happened where I was late to the party for internships with schools, and I got put into a a preschool, which was actually a daycare. And so I was in the two-year-old room, and I did my semester of teaching, it wasn't teaching, and said, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I cannot do this. I'll still support education in every way possible. But I think I want to work with adults mm-hmm. in a learning capacity. Mm-hmm. And so that's what led me on the discovery of leadership development. My my degree is in organizational leadership. I spent many years as a corporate trainer, an instructional designer. I would write curriculum. And then forayed into coaching and that was the end of it. The story was wrote. Thirty years later, I'm doing what I love, working with people that I love, working with a firm that is absolutely supportive of their people, their community. And it's really meaningful work Mm -hmm. that we get to do.
1: And your decision then to not just be Rachel, the coach and guide Mm -hmm. and advisor, but to open a practice that involves other leaders. Speak to that and, and how that works for you guys.
3: Yeah. With Fahrenheit Advisors, our, our focus with our coaching practice is really supporting leaders in all types of organizations. And the ways that we're doing that are not just through coaching, but it's through succession planning. It's through having these really deep conversations with them about what it is that you want to create within your team or within your organization, right? What is your mission? What it, what is your vision, and then bringing that into present day, mm. the pandemic created a whole mm. slew of problems for all of us, right? And challenges and exciting hurdles to overcome. And in companies, it's it's no different than any any other type of business or or landscape in the world. So, being able to be there for them to help support, you know, we've got some remote workers and we've got people that are coming into the office again and we've got this challenge with technology technology is a huge thing right now and how do we deal with new technology and how do we embrace that and how do we focus on being authentic leaders these are all the buzzwords right now right that that we're really focused on and so when it comes down to the way we approach coaching with with our clients it really is a high touch approach It's focused on doing the right thing. And this is a firm wide principle. It's doing the right thing. It's making sure that we understand what the problem or challenge is. And I always say, you know, we may not be the right fit for you, but we know someone who is. So we're happy to share uh, and refer and be trusted advisors. You Mm -hmm. know, we all really wear that hat within our organization.
1: Mm -hmm. Hmm. I see why and how you all are connected and connected so deeply. I love it. Let's go back to the event coming up at the end of February. What are um, what are some of the needs, sp- sponsorship wise, involvement wise? Do you need folks to come and, and be present? Let's just spend some time for yeah. our listeners who really have a soft spot for education and, of course, find the value in giving back to the community. Yeah. How can we get involved?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So there's, there's a variety of sponsorship opportunities. We are looking for more sponsors right now, although Danny's a big one for us now. We're very excited <laughs> about that. Um, but definitely looking for more monetary sponsors. We also need dessert sponsors. If you have a bakery, if you know somebody who loves baking and wants to sponsor us by supporting us with some desserts, raffle items. So we're looking for raffle items that we can include in our raffle, um, items for our silent auction. So there's a lot of different ways you can get involved. You can go to our website and check that out at casaacademy.org. And then obviously, I would say the best way to support us is just show up, just be Mm -hmm. there. Um, You can buy tickets on our website. They're $80. If I say so myself, it is a beautiful event. We do host it at our school, which is amazing for us because it's our brand new building. It's only, what, three years old at this point. And I say brand new. It's beautifully renovated. It is, you know, (laughs) it was existing. But it's just really nice to be able to showcase the space where the magic happens for our scholars. We will have our amazing scholars there greeting our guests. And that is always, I will say, the highlight for everyone. It is
3: the highlight. They greet you when you come in. They'll take you on tours of their classrooms. It is an amazing event. I, I strongly encourage people to come out and support for sure. Yeah.
0: We're also looking for board members, so people that want to get involved and stay involved. And the time commitment is actually relatively low at this point because Tacy's such an effective business owner and leader that as the board, we don't really have to get involved in the day-to-day too much. It's mostly about getting the, the message out there and then helping them connect to people and raise money.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, and for board members, like, as I know, Danny, you spoke about this earlier, like, I don't know anything about education. Well, you don't have to know anything about education to be a great board member for CASA. Like, as Dan- Danny said, it's like, you know, connections, knowing your industry. Um, we are always loving more attorneys on our board, marketing, like anybody who has expertise in a field outside of education, it probably would be beneficial on our board. So don't hold back. Reach out, you know, reach out to me or Danny. We'd love to, love to talk to you more if you're interested.
1: Wow and the three of you are a powerhouse not only together collectively but individually as well I would love for each of you to share um, how folks can stay in touch with you are you on LinkedIn not everybody is but let us know if you are because that's where obviously a lot of business connections can take place and then where on social media we can follow the, the success and the exciting things that you're up to and a website as well uh, Casey, I was going to say Casey, no Casey I don't know where that came <laughs> from it's it's usually it's Tracy yeah, combined so. Yeah, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe so that's what it is yeah, so there we go. Yeah, start force first
2: okay so so casaacademy.org, that's our website. Check it out. We just renovated it recently, and it you know it's looking pretty good. So check it out. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find us on our Facebook page for Casa Academy. And I'm not going to lie, on LinkedIn, I'm not the most active person. I should probably be a little bit more active on there. So if you message me and I don't get back to you right away, don't be offended. Uh, <laughs> please <laughs> give me some grace. You bet. Yeah. Rachel.
3: Fahrenheitadvisors.com is the website. I am on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. You'll start
1: answering Tacey's.
2: I will.
3: (laughs) I'm happy to. to,
2: Or coach me to start doing it. (laughs) I'm happy
3: to, to answer for her. Facebook is my independent Facebook account, which is a perfectly acceptable place to connect with me. Yeah, so those are the places to get in touch with me.
1: And how does a conversation start with you if somebody's listening? They're like, I really feel like I'm ready for a coach, or maybe I'm not even sure that I am. Uh, how do they initiate that? Is it just a conversation? It is. It's just a conversation, and I've
3: I've got a process that I use. It's literally a 20-minute conversation just to explore I always ask people, have you ever had a coach before? What type of coach? Tell me about that experience. What are you envisioning? What are you looking to solve, resolve, learn? How Mm -hmm. are you looking to grow? And it's just a very comfortable conversation. I give a lot of education about coaching and how to find a coach. Um, And this is all before they even hire us Mm -hmm. as coaches. So I, I want people to have a good experience with a coach. And so it's really important to me to take that time on the front end to get to know them and put point them in the right direction.
1: Yeah. Great. Thank you. Danny.
0: I'm on all of the platforms pretty much. Uh, <laughs> Our website's myriadaz.com, super active on Instagram, uh, which is Danny Brown, Az underscore, I think. Active on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, all the different platforms you can find us on there for sure.
1: He's mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how to word this question, but I'm, each of you have a business that you run and you serve many different people in the capacities that you are in. How are there tenants of business? Are there core values? Like, what really is your lighthouse or your foundation? Maybe those are different for you. And how do you keep all the balls in the air? I mean, I know, Dan, you talked about having the right people on your team, but are there tenants of business that you follow? And how do you manage being really there for your clients in addition to guiding your team in the right direction? Would you mind starting for us first?
0: Yeah, I I always butcher the quote, but uh, Zig Ziglar said that if you help enough people get where they want to be in their life, that you will ultimately get Mm. to where you want to be in Mm -hmm. life. And I, I subscribe to that and really try to just help other people achieve their goals, uh, I guess in a selfish way, cause I think that it'll help me reach my goals too. <laughs> and so I try to instill that in my team. Uh, and again, I think that's why I do the salary only mm-hmm. model. Cause I want them, most people that get into my industry don't make it, right. uh, they fail out after two years. So there's right. a lot of churn and turnover. So by providing a, you know, a safety net and that kind of salary taking care of my team and, and they're, they're paid well, uh, it really helps out and mm-hmm. and then i think my superpower as it becomes uh, pertains to a business owner is delegation. I learned early on that if you can find somebody to to do what you do at 80 to 90%, that's probably good enough for most roles and then trusting those people to kind of mm-hmm. take that and run with it and they're going to they're going to stumble and they're going to fail because we're all human, we we do and using those as coaching and guiding moments to get better and improve. Hmm.
1: We could end the segment right there, but we're not, <laughs> that not going was, to I know. I wanted to say what yeah. he just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of I'll let you go wherever you want when, when either of you share as well. Either at tenants, core values. Oh shoot. And then you threw something else in there too. Yeah. What what would you leave our listeners and viewers? On around managing all the pieces of the folks that you you work with. So either one of you,
3: I'll take a different angle. Even though I completely agree with what Danny said, that Zig Ziglar uh, quote is is amazing, and one of our one of our core principles at Fahrenheit is doing the right thing and always doing the right thing. But where I'll I'll angle it is when we're working with our clients. And even with our internal consultants and and our colleagues, it has become increasingly important for us to bring our authentic selves. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of confusion in the workplace about what that means, right? Authenticity. I just saw, I think it was the um, CEO of UKG was speaking this morning and she was talking about this topic of authenticity. And it's not telling your telling your boss everything about your life or telling your coworkers all of your deep dark secrets but it is knowing who you are and bringing that to the table unapologetically and that is what makes uh, these teams and these businesses um, the beautiful beautiful organizations that they are when they can allow people to do that and create a culture of being your authentic self and authenticity.
2: I would bring us, so we have a set of six core values, which are not just posted in a handbook somewhere, but we talk about them all the time. They actually are posted all over our walls because we're talking about them actively with our scholars um, as we talk about the future. And um, our fifth core value is empowerment. And I quiz our scholars on them every week because I want to make sure they know them. But I think empowerment to me is really the embodiment of what CASA Academy is and like what we are trying to do for our community. We are trying to empower our scholars so that they can become the best version of themselves mm. so that they can go on to do whatever they want to do because, whoever they want to become and ultimately our goal is like come back and give back to their community um, and so we want to set them up with the skills to feel empowered
1: well there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I'm going to have to check out my calendar and make sure I can join you. I'd love to be there, especially with my teaching background and my my love for education and providing our kiddos with the right opportunities, especially our, our families who are not as fortunate as others. So thank yeah. you for sharing that. Again, one more time, if you would, Tacy, for where we can find out information about the event and how we get involved.
2: Yeah. So CasaAcademy.org, go to our website, go to our donation page, and there's an, an- all the information about the annual event is right there. So
1: great. yeah. Rachel, yeah. you're really smart to bring these people with you. <laughs> I'm super happy
3: today. I got to spotlight two of my favorite people and their organizations and particularly put the, the light on CASA. It's very important mm-hmm. to me. You,
1: yeah, love it. So for our listeners and our viewers, this is a great example of um, really what we love to do here at Phoenix Business Radio X is stand in the the leadership and the role that we have in our own organizations, right? The company that we serve or the mission that we serve and then finding those people that we can run alongside with and really collaborate. There's a, Each of you have shared, there's enough room for all of us to succeed and doing the right thing, as a couple of you mentioned along the way, is really important. And one of the things I love most about um, having owned and operated the studio for now almost seven years is that I see more and more of this kind of alignment and growth mindset and sharing with each other, collaborating, hold each other accountable. I see more and more of that throughout all of our businesses, everything from the brick and mortar and the small solopreneurs on up through enterprise and very proud Mm -hmm. to be part of the uh, greater Phoenix and Arizona community. So thank you again, all of you for being here.
0: Thank Thank you for having us.
1: You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max Six Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona. Some media leans left, some lean right, and we lean business. Until next time, I'm Kieran Nowicki. Thanks for listening.